Yo and hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the League of Fantasy Legends podcast. I'm your host Chris Benedict aka Pistons Wish and we're gonna have a great episode today where we recap what was the first week of the fantasy playoffs and week seven of the spring split of the NALCS in 2022. It was another awesome week with a lot of, a lot of surprises, a lot of really unexpected things. And I tell you what, that's why I love watching this league. You know, just when you think you have a read on a team, they do something crazy. Just when you think C9 is hands down the best team, they're going to lose to TSM. Just when you think that Golden Guardians is down and out and not going to make the playoffs, they turn around and go to a, that's just super fun. It's why we love watching this league. Oh my gosh, is it frustrating when you're trying to make predictions. We've got a great episode. We're going to go through our game of the week, our players of the week. We're going to look at the, the top DFS lineups. We're going to go through power rankings. So really similar to, to pretty much every recap show. And we're going to go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start looking at our game of the week. First, we're going to hit a couple honorable mentions. Uh, games that if you didn't get to watch all the games this weekend, go back and check these out. Uh, good fantasy scores, but also good games just to go watch. The first honorable mention is 100 Thieves versus Evil Geniuses. If you follow me on Twitter, by the way, it's at LFLPod, you'll see I, I tweeted about 25 minutes into this game, an emoji of sleeping, an emoji of yawning. This game was super long, and, and not a lot happened for the first 25 minutes. Honestly, if you want to skip through that, I wouldn't blame you, but the last 20 minutes of this game were super exciting. The scores ended up being pretty high, in part due to the due to the insane CS scores that we had. Danny was at 559, someday at 531, and there were so many fights that were on Razor's Edge here. 100 Thieves took the lead, uh, had a pretty sizable goal lead at 30-35 minutes, but then Evil Geniuses won a 4v4 fight around Dragon, where Danny just popped off. Really, this whole game was a Danny pop-off game, and if we're being real... I feel like the whole split has been a Danny pop-off split. He's been super good. But the real difference in this game was Someday's Graves. Someday continuing his just otherworldly season. I think he deserves some MVP consideration if you're asking me. He was on the Graves and impact on the NAR could not handle his split push. He was taking inhibitors during the 4v4s and I really think he was the difference in the game. There are a couple crazy plays here. There was one where Abadage uh, on the TF used a Summoner Spellbook Smite to steal away the Dragon Soul, or or maybe it was the Elder Dragon. Shoot, I don't remember. But just a just an insane heads up play. Graves flash autoed to steal a dragon, and then Graves was super strong in the last fight, finally taking out Danny. So really a fun game. You got to go check it out. The scores were really high, but maybe not quite as high as you would expect in a 50-minute game, because the first 30 minutes, nothing really happened. The second honorable mention is TSM versus Immortals. It was a, it was a really wild game, really unique, and so I think it's just a fun one to watch because of that. It was a really wild game. Immortals, Power of Evil gets first blood before minion spawn, is able to come back with a tier, gets the push, and then catches out Spika at his red buff, and solo kills him. Do donates the red buff to two graves in the top lane and it feels like the game should just be over but 
you know, Immortals kind of did nothing. Power of Evil wasn't able to push his lead. Uh, and then TSM comes back. I think this game was kind of the speaker show. Uh, it got put way behind on the Jarvan, but there was a fight top lane. You got to see this play if, if you haven't. Uh, they're fighting and, and Power of Evil shows up. Is a 2v3, but with how strong Cassio is at this point, you know she can carry these fights. But Spika hits an insane flag and drag flash, where he actually flag and drags through, through Xerxes, and then flashes on to Power of Evil's Cassio. It allows them to really turn the fight and kill them, and then that's kind of where the whole comeback started. So really good stuff from Spika, and a really fun game to watch. Uh, really interesting too is Power of Evil was the highest scoring player in that game, and honestly the highest scoring mid laner of the week, or of the day at least, despite losing. But the game of the week this week is C9 versus TSM. And, and for a couple of reasons. First of all, this is the last place team taking down the first place team. Absolutely unbelievable. We had some insane scores too. Speak Up hit up a 52, Tactical 51 on the Lee Sin and the Zeri. The game was pretty close until about 20 minutes. TSM wins a team fight around Dragon. And then they're really kind of able to snowball from there. The game was close for a while until uh, TSM's threatening to get the Dragon Soul and C9 just kind of ran it down one by one. First Blabber goes into his bottom side jungle not expecting their whole team to be there. Like Captain Flower said, why didn't you expect them to be there? I expected them to be there. They've been there the whole game. Really a weird play. And then they just compounded it by running in one by one. First Winsome goes in, flashes away, gets caught. Then Summit just runs at them and dies on Mininar. Just super weird. And then Berserker ults in on the Kai'Sa and just dies. Just really weird, bad play from C9, but a huge game from TSM, huge fantasy scores, and just really fun. And that's why it's your LFL pod game of the week. We're going to move on to talk about some individual player performances. We had some really, some good, some bad, some awesome. First, we're going to talk about the duds. Who stunk this week? First, all of Dignitas, you know, we, we kind of warned you off of them last week. They just had some real bad performances. River was okay. He had a 25-point game, but the rest of them really struggled, especially Fake God. He's kind of struggled most of the split, but he put up points this week of 1.89 and 5.32. When your top laner's not scoring you eight combined points over two games, that's just not good. I know if you guys listened to last week, you heard this warning, but I'm going to give it again. Get rid of them. You cannot play them this week. I don't care if they've carried you to a championship. You cannot play them this week. I think FlyQuest also pretty low scores. Obviously, they got the big win versus TL, but still had low scores considering that they won. And then their first game was horrible. Uh, As a whole, FlyQuest, obviously, they started out after the first three, I believe, three weeks. They were almost first place across every category. Now they're sitting in fifth, almost across the board. So you got to think during that time, they've been way worse than fifth. So really, really kind of disappointing second half of the split for them. And then Impact and JoJo still are just average. Even when their team's performing well, they aren't. It's kind of been the Danny show. So they've been really disappointing this year just from a fantasy perspective. Looking at who performed really well this week. First of all, we'll start with Golden Guardians with a really nice 2-0 week. They actually have pretty low scores. They 
you know, we've seen for most of the split, they're able to get early leads and then they kind of blow them. That didn't really happen this week. They they played really well. It was a good Pride Stalker week. And so they had good scores, but not great. But good to see them get back on the winning track. 100 Thieves had a great week. 2-0. They've been playing really slow, but but good games, clean games for the most part. And then winning the late team fights. That game against Evil Genius is obviously a really fun one. Uh, FBI had a big week, scoring 42 and 43. Kind of cementing himself or reclaiming that top spot. Abadage had a kind of a bounce back week, 38 and 42, but really they just had strong performances all around. But the real performance of this week, the studs, it's TSM from last place to this. A huge two a week with huge fantasy scores all the way up and down. We had Huni with 43 and 40. Takeover, he was just okay with 30 and 28. Tactical was the player of the week in the LCS. He scored 37 and 51 in his two games. But the LFL pod fantasy player of the week was Spica. Spica went back to his MVP form this week. Uh, Two great games uh, and reflected really well in his fantasy scores. He scored 38 and 51, which are awesome scores for anyone, but especially for a jungler. He had the awesome plays. We talked about the Jarvan where he gets put behind and has the, the flash drag play. His Lee Sin game against C9 was really clean too. And so just a great week reclaiming the, the throne, if you will, or at least putting his name into it, reminding everyone that he is not washed up. He is still one of the best junglers in the LCS. Your LFL pod fantasy player of the week, Spica out of TSM. We're going to move right ahead into our DFS lineups of the week, kind of look at which players scored the best on each day, see what we can learn from these lineups. Looking at Saturday's lineups, in the captain spot, we already talked about him, your player of the week at Spica, putting up a 50 burger. In the top lane, Huni, 39. Jungle was Santorin with 36. Mid lane was Bjergsen at 37. ADC was Tactical, 49. Support was Core JJ, 31. Team was 100 Thieves, 30 for a total of 297. Moving on to Sunday, the, the captain, the top scorer, it was Blabber at 49 on his Lee Sin game. Top lane was Huni again, 37. In the jungle, it was Pride Stalker actually at 33. In the mid lane, Power of Evil at 33. In a losing performance, by the way. At ADC, it was Berserker with 39. Support was Yursan with 22, so really slow scoring uh, support day. Team was FlyQuest at 27 for a total of 264, so really kind of a poor fantasy fantasy week as a whole on Sunday. Some of the takeaways, you know, there's TSM all up and down this list. Obviously, we've talked about them pretty much exclusively so far in this episode. Can't wait to see if it'll continue. Maybe this coach getting fired was the problem. Who knows? We saw when C9 fired LS. Obviously, they lost that first game, but they went on a really nice run that only just ended this week. Uh, Maybe firing coaches is the secret to success in, in the LCS. Who knows? It was a huge jungle week, so I think this kind of reiterates what we talked about last week, which was that when you're deciding your DFS lineups and you're looking in that captain spot, I think you can only put in ADCs or jungles in this meta. A couple of huge jungle games had Blabber on 49, Spica with 51, just just huge, huge points, and so that's where the value is. Even if you have to pay up, you have to go jungle or ADC. 
And I, we already touched on this too, but how crazy it is that Power of Evil was the highest scoring player in a game that they lost really just kind of emphasizes one, how fed he was, and two, how disappointing that loss has to be for Immortals. And we'll finish off this episode like we do every Tuesday uh, with our power rankings. So we'll kind of look at, in reverse order, who's the worst to who's the best and kind of our, our thoughts on each team. We'll start with number 10. It's Immortals. Uh, Immortals has been on a brutal run. They've actually lost six in a row. So they've kind of been in a total free fall. And this team has absolutely killed me this year. I, at the beginning of the year, I thought they'd be middle of the pack. I thought they'd be okay. I actually ended up with both Revenge and Power of Evil on my main fantasy team. And the first week, they were horrible. They barely scored me any points, and I instantly moved them right to the bottom of the power rankings. Where then they proceeded to win a couple games and make me look stupid. Just enough until I started to trust them. Started to believe in them. And now here they are, six losses in a row. Just making me look dumb again. Just a team that's really... I've had no read on this year. Uh, they've been up and down, but lately really down. Uh, they've had a really tough schedule for the second half of the split. Uh, but that doesn't excuse six losses in a row. So they're going to sit here at number 10. Number 9 is CLG. Uh, two weeks removed from the 2-0 week... But last week, 0-2, uh, you, you couldn't really expect more from them. They had C9 and TL, and so, I mean, you kind of have to expect. They put up a really good performance against C9. Definitely had C9 on the ropes until until the mid-game when Blabber just kind of took over. So nothing scary here. Uh, I'm not changing how I feel about them too much based on this past week. I think this week will be better for them, but we'll see kind of how it how it goes. Number eight is TSM coming off the big week. Obviously, an awesome week taking down C9, the top team. Uh, but they still have to prove to me that they're better than the teams that are, that are above them. You know, FlyQuest, Dignitas. Uh, I still have those teams rated above TSM. But the great thing about TSM is we've seen huge fantasy scores uh, in their games, whether it's them or the team they're going against. It seems like TSM games are always bloody and always a lot of fun. And so I will continue to target these games, uh, whether it's TSM or the team they're playing against, because it just seems like there's good value here. TSM games always go bloody. Number seven, I have FlyQuest. Really struggle with this whole group of teams. I think they're all really close. FlyQuest had a really interesting 1-1 week. Uh, had a big comeback win against TL, obviously, but then got obliterated by Golden Guardians. Uh, in the opposite order, obviously, Golden Guardians loss was on Saturday. TL win on Sunday. I still think this TL win was a bit of a fluke. They had a couple nice T plays with Takui's Vigar, but just not... I don't know. I don't know what to make of this game. Uh, they were able to scale. They were able to turtle back until the Vigar and the Jinx could really take over. But I'm not going to read too much into this. They've still been struggling lately. That was their only win in their last four games. So I'm keeping them here at 7. I don't think they move any higher. I think they will make playoffs. They're sitting at 8-7, and seven, so they've got a game up on the three teams behind them that are 7-8. and eight. And I don't think they're going to go down, lose enough to drop below them. I think they'll make playoffs, but... I'm not sure that playoff run's going to be really successful. Still a big fan, still probably my favorite team, but got them here at 7. At number 6, I have Team Dignitas. Had a disastrous week. They went 0-2 against teams that they are battling with to, to make the playoffs. And then they have the absolutely impossible Super Week coming up. Their schedule next week is C9, then TL, then 100 Thieves. 
If they go 0-3, they're 100% out of playoffs. But I'm not sure how they take a game off of one of these three teams. I'm just not sure they have the prowess to do it. They've been pretty steady in the middle here, beating the teams below them, but not really beating the teams above them. And so this week, you cannot play them for fantasy under any circumstances. I'd rather have TSM players. I'd rather have CLG players. They are literally the bottom of my rankings. So despite the fact that they're number six, I have a, I forecast a really tough week for them. Number five, I have Golden Guardians. Again, I think all these teams are really close. Uh, I had them way low last week after a really tough week. And then they really impressed me with their 2-0 week versus Dignitas and FlyQuest, who are two of their main competitors for this playoff spot. Their schedule this upcoming weekend, uh, it's Team Liquid, it's Evil Geniuses, and Immortals. So they have to win at least one of those. Uh, Immortals seems pretty winnable to for a chance, but they need to win two to guarantee their spot. I think they have the ability to take a game off of TL and EG. Obviously, they beat TL the first time they played them. They've shown the ability to be able to get early leads, and I think that's really the hard part most of the time, that... You know, getting the early leads and getting those those win conditions, uh, and then just closing them out. I think that they're gonna do better on that. I think a lot of that tends to be luck. I guess not luck, but just having things, having the ball bounce your way, if you will. And I think that's gonna happen for Golden Guardians. I like them a lot as well. I think they are probably the most dangerous of these lower teams when it comes to a five-game series of being able to to win and upset a team above them. If I was one of the top teams, I'd be hoping for Golden Guardians to miss the playoffs, but I don't think they will. I think they'll slide in. I've got them at five. Number four, I have Evil Geniuses. I think there's a pretty decent gap between four and five here. Evil Geniuses has been playing well, especially Danny in the bot lane. I think that Impact really struggled uh, this week against 100 Thieves. He couldn't hold Sunday's Graves. And I think that lost them the game, if you're if you're asking me. Uh, I think, obviously, Danny, he, he played awesome on the Zeri. Really kept him in it. Really carried a couple 4v4 teamfights by the Dragon. Uh, Inspired has also been really good in the jungle. I just think that they need more from their solo laners, both from Impact and from JoJo, for their team to take the next step. Obviously, we know that those two players are really capable. JoJo, you know, coming into the split, being one of the favorite mid laners of the whole LCS, uh, really a fan favorite, really mechanically gifted, obviously won the first split of the Champions queue. So no one's doubting that he's he's able to do so. It's just a matter of doing it. And then Impact, obviously, he has the track record, you know, top die. So you know that he can. It's just a matter of doing it. And it's just been a struggle for them. So that's why they have them at four. Number three, I have 100 Thieves. I think they're pretty much alone in third place. They're still in fighting chances for a buy. They're actually only a game back of TL, which is surprising because I feel like they've lost a lot of games that they maybe should have won this year. They've always kind of played slow, played around FBI in the bot lane, but it seems like the last couple of weeks they've been playing even slower, which from a fantasy perspective, it's kind of a catch-22 because the slower games, obviously they're not being as proactive early, and so it's really making the games not score as high. But then again, the games are going so long and a lot of these fights are on such a nice edge that you're getting a lot of late game team fights, which calls for higher scores. And so 100 Thieves tends to be near the top of all the categories fantasy-wise. FBI is, you know, within fractional of a point of of Hansawa for being the top scoring player on the year so far. A really good fantasy team, players that you really want. I really like them. They're in third. Number two, I have Team Liquid, still alone in second place, despite the weird loss against FlyQuest, blowing a huge lead. 
I think that they're doing some experimenting with their drafts, kind of feeling like they already had second place locked in. But if I could just ask something of you, Team Liquid, can we stop with the weird Bwipo picks? Right, I get like Jax as a Trindamir counter. Like, I like that. But the Lucian played twice. The Shivana, I'm just not sure about those. I think that I, I don't understand the point of them. I, I, I mean, it's fun. It's good to watch, but... They've lost on the Shivana pick. They lost one of the Lucian picks. The other Lucian pick felt pretty useless. I just think they can do do better. And so, I mean, it's fun, but no thank you. You're in second. Number one team is still C9. Uh, despite the loss against TSM, they're still the best team. They're still the most talented team. Uh, game versus TSM. It was a weird one. I already talked about how it kind of felt like, you know, towards the end, they were just running it down. Like, they were really maybe just tilted about about the game. But it seems like, you know, if, if you ask me, Blabber is the MVP this year. I know Summit's getting a lot of hype. He's been flashy. He's had a couple of dominant performances. But Blabber every week makes a play that makes you say, wow. Last week, it was like the Diana Engage that I told you guys to go watch. This week, in the game against CLG, the Lee Sin kick in the topside jungle was just insane. The game was actually starting to look almost doomed for C9. Uh, they had a player get picked. They're all getting run down. And then Blabber hits the four-man Lee Sin kick that just turns the fight and turns the game. Just always making the, the spectacular play, the spectacular engage, that's actually winning his team the game. So I think Blabber is the MVP. I will take this. I will argue this with anybody. Uh, Blabber is the MVP and C9 is the top team. Thanks again so much, guys, for tuning in to our episode. Bit of a shorter one this week as we look forward to, you know, your your fantasy championship weeks this week. I hope you guys are all there. I only made it in one of my three leagues, but really looking forward to a championship week and then looking forward to LCS playoffs. If you guys like the show, if you like talking about fantasy LCS, really appreciate it. If you, you give us a follow on Twitter, it's at LFL pod, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us in your favorite podcast apps. It really, really helps us out and share it with your friends. Uh, we're really trying to grow the game as a whole. I think it's really fun. I think it's a really good way to connect with your friends, connect with your buddies. And, and that's only going to happen if we, if we share and, and kind of help this game grow. That's all I have today, guys. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at our next episode where we preview the super week that ends the LCS and our fantasy championships. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Pistons Wish signing off. Peace out. Peace out.